At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare it's lunchtime at tim hortons and we're serving up a special deal just for you our new 5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Horton's new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Edge with Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. All right, it's Football Friday here on The Edge. And I'm only half joking, <laughs> even though it's middle of March Madness. We got football news breaking, and we're going to address that right off the top. Deshaun Watson, a day or two after he said, I don't want to play for the Cleveland Browns. Has now been dealt to the Browns, uh, courtesy an NFL Network or ESPN report here. I think Adam Schefter is one of them reporting it. Deshaun Watson to the Browns, five years, $220 million. Uh, It looks like he's going to waive his no-trade clause, so he's going from Houston to Cleveland. And Baker Reagan Mayfield will be out, Wes. Yeah, it's going to be interesting where he ends up. Uh, Perhaps Indianapolis, by the way, they're still looking for a quarterback. But Deshaun Watson will have a new weapon. Amari Cooper, of course, signed a $20 million base salary uh, coming in from the Cowboys. So, look, uh, you know... We'll see how the legal matters work out with Deshaun Watson, you know, which I kind of thought was interesting. Like, he's getting to choose his team or whatnot. I was like, dude, don't you have a couple things to settle still? I know the charges got weighed, but there's still civil litigation. So, uh, not quite over there yet. But Deshaun Watson, we've heard that maybe Atlanta, we'd heard New Orleans, we'd heard a couple teams. We heard Tampa, of course, before Tom Brady elected to come back for another year. So, Deshaun Watson to Cleveland, obviously, uh, improves that team, I think they were ready to move on from Baker Mayfield and uh, Baker Mayfield uh, was very morose and melancholy about it in that tweet he sent out the other day. Well, if he's lucky, he'll be the next quarterback of the Colts and he might land in an even better spot. Who knows? 
Uh, okay, so the NFL Network reports Deshaun Watson gets a fully guaranteed five-year, $230 million contract. That's $80 million more than the previous record for a fully guaranteed um, contract for a quarterback. Wow. Okay. So Deshaun Watson to the Browns. It looked like it was going to be uh, elsewhere. It looked like it was going to be the Falcons or the Saints. That's where he had narrowed his wish list down to as of yesterday, but now he's on the way to Cleveland. And I do think uh, – uh, JV, or excuse me, JVT's off today. I do think, West that uh, if Baker Mayfield lands in Indianapolis, he could end up being in a better spot. No, Would you I prefer think... Jimmy G or Baker Mayfield with the Colts? You know, Jimmy G coming off that shoulder injury, maybe Baker Mayfield out for some redemption. I can't. I think we kind of know who Jimmy G is at mm-hmm. this point. So maybe there's still at least some kind of untapped potential that we haven't seen in Baker Mayfield. I could be deluding myself in thinking that. But I think if Baker Mayfield lands in Indianapolis, he should be very happy that he's there. All right, that's Wes Reynolds. John Von Tobel is off today, so he'll be back on uh, Monday. Wes, good to have you in studio. Let's talk Big Ten basketball. March Madness right off the top here after the Deshaun Watson news. Two Big Ten teams in action this morning, and the Big Ten is now 2-0 and today. Ohio State takes care of Loyola. The Ramblers and Sister Jean go home, and uh, Purdue is finishing off a blowout win over the Yale Bulldogs. Right now it's a 25-point game with one minute to go. I know you laid the points with Purdue. For the first time since September 8th, the Boilermakers are going to cover a number, Wes, and you were on the right side of this one. Yeah, they were on an 0-9-1 ATS run. I think it was the Illinois game up in Mackey Arena was the last time they covered. They yes. won by 15. And you just, I think, kind of had a feeling here. And and look, what we see last night with St. Peter's beating Kentucky, we've seen these big favorites so far, at least in this early window. They've come out focused, and I do think that there's at least a little bit of something to that. I know everything's matchup dependent, but when you see a Kentucky get knocked out like St. Peter's, like, okay, fellas, that could happen to us. And you saw Auburn, they cover against Jacksonville State, Texas Tech all over Montana State. That just got done 97-62. to And then Purdue right now, 78-53, to just a shade under 40 seconds left to go. All right, so the final uh, in this game is it's going to be in the 20s. Ohio State took care of Loyola this morning, 54-41. to Really an ugly offensive game for the Ramblers. Uh, they had 18 points in the first half, and uh, that was a play I regret. I got to tell you, I did not like it that much. I mm-hmm. kind of figured it was going to be a coin flip game that went to the wire. It was not even that. It was uh, pretty much decided – Midway through the second half, the Buckeyes were going to win this game. And uh, that Loyola offense was uh, nothing to write home about, nothing you wanted to watch. I don't. I lost game. count of how many layups Loyola missed. Uh, missed. Yeah. But uh, they were showing Sister Jean in the stands, and she was about to take the ruler to these guys' hands because they were absolutely dreadful in this game. And look, Loyola, you kind of get this in the NCAA tournament, Matt, when we have a few days to kind of discuss these games where it's like, Sometimes you'll make a play. We all have them. That's like, I got buyer's remorse. You like it early <laughs> in the week. And then it's like, as you get closer to game day, it's like, no, you don't like right. it. And, you know, that put me uh, on Ohio State eventually for this game. But I didn't think that Loyola would look that bad. But Ohio State did get some reinforcements back. Kyle Young came back from a concussion. Zed Key came back. So Ohio State looking at potentially the winner of Villanova and Delaware. Delaware was right in this game the whole time. But Villanova with a late run the last four minutes. 35 to 25. I actually do have the Blue Hens plus 15 and a half here. Uh, you know, they gave them a game two years ago. It was an eight point loss for Delaware to Villanova.
Villanova. So I'm like, okay, they can play with these guys. These guys are geographic rivals. They know each other. There's some Philly kids on the Delaware roster, including Jameer Nelson Jr. Boy, how old am I? Jameer Nelson Jr. <laughs> I remember watching his dad at St. Joe that undefeated regular season as Villanova hits another three now, a 13-point lead. Uh, this is getting dicey for the Blue Hits. 38-25 Villanova up. So Ohio State wins 54-41. That stayed way under the total of 133. Did you, play, did you play the total on I that did. Game? I did play the under. Ohio State, by the way, one of 15 from three. One of 15 from three, and they still won by 13. That's, mm-hmm. that's absolutely amazing. I think it's because they own the glass 41 to 31, getting those big guys back, especially Kyle Young, I think really helped their fortune and uh, might get Villanova, it looks like, in the second round. And uh, I think that's going to be a good game. I wouldn't just pencil through Villanova into that, even though Ohio State – Kind of like Michigan yesterday, and you were on Michigan. It's really stumbling into the tournament. Sometimes, you know, it's a new season, a new approach. Don't just say, oh, because the team lost a couple games in a row, they automatically bet against them. Well, sometimes you get a good matchup in the first round, too. That's what Michigan got with Colorado State, a small Rams team. All right, the Big Ten put nine teams in the tournament, seven are left. You got four wins uh, so far for the Big Ten. Purdue closes out 78-56. to Uh, What's your assessment of the Big Ten so far? The tournament champions, Iowa Hawkeyes, knocked out yesterday. And uh, your Indiana Hoosiers got a win in the first four. But, man, Mm -hmm. they got clowned last night by St. Mary's. Yeah, they had energy for about 15 minutes, and then it was absolutely over. And you don't want to make excuses, but I think travel did play a part into it. You got five games in eight days, and you Mm -hmm. could just tell. You know, I was on primetime action with the guys last night. I was like, do not chase with Indiana in the second half because I just saw how Trace Jackson Davis was just lumbering. I was like, there's no way. And then Iowa, look, they were the hottest team coming in uh, out of the Big Ten tournament. They won the Big Ten tournament. They were hot before that. And then they ran into another team that had momentum. And Richmond's got uh, five seniors that should have made the tournament two years ago. Mm -hmm. But COVID-19 put the kibosh on that. And then Iowa, of course, picked their worst game to have their worst shooting performance. They were absolutely terrible from the floor. Couple shaky calls against them down the stretch where Murray got fouled on that three and they didn't call it. But Richmond, I thought, was the deserved winner of that game. So we'll see how the Big Ten plays going forward because I think over the last few years you've seen with the Big Ten, the conference, watching the conference play, it's officiated totally differently than you see in the NCAA tournaments. A little more tackle basketball, rough and tumble in the Big Ten. Not so much in the NCAA tournament, so the Big Ten teams got to adjust to that. All right, so uh, speaking of another ugly offensive performance, right now Miami and USC about to go to the half. And uh, Miami's going to have the last uh, shot here in the first half. We'll see what happens here. That's uh, not a good play, not a good shot, short. And it's going to be 31-20 Hurricanes at halftime. Wow, how about that? That 70-footer almost dropped. I think it might have been after the buzzer. But, Wes, you know, one thing that's uh, really annoyed me when you watch these games, and, uh, you know, I watch college football from, excuse me, college basketball from day one of the season, you know, for the last five months, just like you do. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are watching it this week for the first time all season. These late-game situations or late uh, shot clock situations at the end of a half, why do teams dribble out 20 seconds and then don't start running a play or run any forward action towards the basket until five seconds are left and jack up a bad shot? It cost Rutgers at the end against Notre Dame. Last night, Murray State did it at the end against uh, San Francisco. Now, Murray State was lucky to come back and win in overtime, but Rutgers was headed home, blew that last possession of regulation by running 20 seconds off the clock for no reason. I don't know if it's the pressure of the NCAA tournament, but you see some very poor situational basketball 
basketball, as you just mentioned. Go back to the Colorado State-Michigan game yesterday. Michigan scores 35 seconds left on the clock, and they immediately inbound it. It's like, you don't want a team to get a last shot because Colorado State could have let that clock run down, gotten the last shot. What do they do? They miss. They take a bad shot, and then they foul. And, boy, if you had the under in the first half yesterday, that cost you. Michigan gets a foul shot. So you see this bad situational basketball, and it is very frustrating because we're both more college fans, I think, than than NBA fans. But we can always recognize, too, that the basketball is a lot poorer, especially in situations. Uh, A couple blowouts today in the books. Auburn 80 to 61 over Jacksonville State. That was a 2-15 game. Uh, Jabari Smith 20 points, 14 rebounds, and that one in Texas Tech put a whipping on Montana State. I had the small play on the Bobcats as underdogs. I'm not saying small play just because they got blown out. I was waffling on that play a little bit, but I took 15 and a half of the Bobcats. They were down 10 to two early and never had a shot. Uh, 97 to 62. So a couple of lopsided results. Wes, we've got a couple games about ready to tip off here. In the next segment, we're going to talk more NFL. Alabama, Notre Dame, Texas, Virginia Tech. I have plays on these two games. I've got Notre Dame plus four. I understand it's a difficult travel spot mm-hmm. for the Irish, but I took the Irish plus four, and I took Texas and a pick them against Virginia Tech. I'm with, you you. I'm with you on the Longhorns as well. I think it's dangerous to bet that hot team that wins a conference tournament, and then they step up and they play a Big 12 team, and you've seen that with the Big 12 teams. When they step out of conference. It's much easier for them to score because you've got some of the best defenses in the country, like top to bottom in that league. So, I like Texas. I did not play Notre Dame, Alabama. However, I'm going to maybe wait for an in-game spot. All right, we got a lot to talk about next segment. We'll update college hoops again. Also, Russell Wilson to the Broncos, Devontae Adams to the Raiders, Deshaun Watson to the Browns. Got some new props up we'll talk about next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. 
I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, back here on The Edge from the South Point Sportsbook. Wes, do you take many five-hour energy shots? I do not. Well, maybe you should sometimes, even though you're a guy with plenty of energy. (laughs) Sometimes we all run a little bit low. Want to get in shape but having trouble staying motivated? If you are, make five-hour energy shots part of your lifestyle. Get the energy boost you need to get fit with zero sugar and an unbeatable blend of vitamins, nutrients, and caffeine. It's a perfect pick-me-up for getting stuff done. Go to 5hourenergy.com to find over 15 flavors to choose from with flavors like grape, tropical burst, cherry, blue raspberry, and more. A flavor for everyone. Get a five-hour energy today. A guy who drinks a lot of five-hour energy is JVT. He doesn't seem to need it, but he drinks it at 5 a.m. when he wakes up every morning, <laughs> and uh, that carries him throughout You're the day. You're just getting to bed at that hour. Uh, usually six <laughs> or seven, but yeah, this week, there is no sleep, Wes. No time to sleep this week uh, during uh, we'll March We'll sleep Madness. when we're dead. I've heard that uh, a few times from somebody on this network. Yeah, I'm not going to re- repeat uh, Greg Peterson's line that he's uh, tweeted out, I think, <laughs> 1,050 times, but uh it's, uh, I think it's okay to get an hour or two of sleep per yes. day during March Madness. Yes. need a little bit. Um, all right. We're not going to sleep on these two uh, games about to tip off here in the NCAA tournament. Alabama, Notre Dame. Now, this uh, Crimson Tide team is volatile. Can mm-hmm. beat anyone, can lose to anyone. The Tide really, uh, I'm going to say, tripped and stumbled down the stretch into this tournament, West, and I don't like the, the way they're playing. And also, this Notre Dame team, Mike Bray seems to have uh, found a good groove with the Fighting Irish. They finished tied for second in the ACC. They had that uh, double overtime win over Rutgers in the first four in Dayton. But the thing I like about Notre Dame, if you look at the metrics, the Irish don't turn the ball over. Very efficient offensive team, and that's kind of the opposite of Alabama. And the Tide don't shoot the three well. Right, and and I'm wondering how this game is going to play out because if you look at it, Alabama doesn't shoot the three well. 30.8%, 305th out of 358 teams. Yet they take uh, threes about 48% oh, yeah. of their shots. So yeah. you wonder why, and I, I like to think that Nate Oates is a good coach, but I'd like to think he's good enough coach to say get to the freaking rim because that's how you can score 56 percent from two-point range one of the best in the country and Alabama's got guys that can drive so that's what they need to do run ball screams and attack the rim but what you're going to see I think Notre Dame especially potentially with some weary legs I don't know if it's going to be as pronounced as Indiana last night against St. Mary's but obviously tough to play a double overtime game play in Dayton of course they don't send you to Pittsburgh or they don't send you to a city 
city that's near that's nearby. You got to go all the way out to San Diego and play an afternoon game and not a night game that's going to tip off here in a few minutes. So I expect Mike Bray is going to go a little pack line here. This is not a Notre Dame team that exactly plays a, a very heavy rotation. I think they basically play about seven guys, if sometimes if even that. So he's going to try to save mm-hmm. the legs. He's going to pack it in, make Alabama say, okay, go ahead and hit threes. And if you hit threes, okay. I don't really trust either defense. So actually what I kind of like more than the side here would be a total. And that would be the over about 52 and a half, 153 right now, pretty much market wide, but that'd be the way I'd go. You know, I am concerned a little bit with the Irish having to go from Dayton to San Diego to play this game. But at the same time, I, I think there's something to be said for winning that first tournament game and yeah. kind of being in a rhythm and having some confidence. Because usually that yeah. is a very good sign. I think every year but one since they've done this first four, you've seen one of those, not the 16s, but the 11 or the 12 seed. Go ahead and do it. Indiana, right. of course, fell out. I Just it, a little bit short last you know, night. Here's the thing. I, I'll make an excuse for the Hoosiers because you and I were talking about this yesterday. I thought they played too many games in a short amount of time and they had that tough travel out to Portland from Dayton. You play five games in eight days. Plus, you know, Indiana made an emotional Big Ten tournament run, and they got beat on a three-point bank shot at the buzzer. Notre Dame doesn't have that issue. Irish were rested going to Dayton, and that's why I kind (laughs) of like this situation a little bit better. All right, second game, let's talk a minute about this. I played Texas Pick'em against Virginia Tech. Hokies won four games in four days in the ACC tournament. Uh, they barely got by the first game in the ACC tournament, and they wouldn't be in this field right now. Mm-hmm. But the one thing, when they Hokies blew out Duke, they did it from the three-point line for the most part. Uh, Duke does not defend the three well. Well, Texas does. Right. And the Longhorns are going to get after you defensively. And I think Chris Beard and the Longhorns are going to play with an edge, too. they got to be ticked off at the way they were knocked out of the Big 12 tournament after blowing a 20-point lead. Yeah, and, and you see what Texas likes to do, what Chris Beard did at Texas Tech and Little Rock before that. They're built around defense. They're not an offense-first team. They play that no-middle defense just like Texas Tech does, just like Baylor does. And we mentioned at the top of the show how good the Big 12 defenses have been. And when they step out, it's like the offenses find it a little bit easier to score. Texas Tech really defends at the rim, I think, at an elite level. Virginia Tech is a better shot-making team in this matchup. But shots don't always get made, and defense is usually going to stay true. So I do like Texas in this spot. It was a small money line because they got a little money today, so it'd be about minus $1.20. I think the defensive structure is just a problem with the ball pressure up front, especially against Storm Murphy, who came with Mike Young, the Wofford transfer. Mm -hmm. He's a kid that's a little shaky with the basketball, and I think Texas is going to pressure him, get a lot of turnovers, try to create some transition. I like the horns. All right, let's hope we're right about that one. Those Both those games tipping off uh, very soon here. Uh, Alabama, Notre Dame, Texas, Virginia Tech. Uh, on deck in the NCAA tournament. Let's talk football. Man, it's been a wild offseason in the NFL. A lot of quarterback movement, a lot of big-time players uh, changing addresses. How about the Las Vegas Raiders? They've been aggressive. Mm -hmm. Chandler Jones, who has led the NFL in sacks since he entered the league, is now in that Raiders defense. But the big move, Devontae Adams, now the highest-paid wide receiver in NFL history. He's coming to Vegas to play with his old college buddy from Fresno State, Derek Carr. And uh, we've got props up on the board. Talk about those in a second. But, Wes, your quick take on Russell Wilson to the Broncos, uh, Tom Brady coming out of retirement, Devontae Adams to the Raiders, and now Deshaun Watson 
traded to the Browns? Well, all of a sudden, you go to the AFC West. Look, the totals are going to be like 59 or 60, it seems like, when they play each other during the regular season. But, you know, when Russell Wilson got traded to Denver, and of course, you know, Kansas City, they're not going to dip too far on the board. Uh, neither are the Chargers, who have done a lot in free agency, especially on defense. On the Raiders, I think we're like 10 to 1 at one point to win the AFC West. Well, all of a sudden, you know, they're right back in. They were an afterthought. You're obviously adding uh, Josh McDaniels as coach and, and Dave Ziegler as GM. I think it's going to be more of a collaborative relationship maybe than Gruden and Mayock were the previous regime. Uh, McDaniels, whatever you think of him personally, pretty solid offensive mind. So I think Derek Carr is going to be excited to team with his old Fresno State mate, Devontae yeah. Adams. So this is going to be an explosive offense. And they re-signed Max Crosby to a big deal, and he absolutely deserved it. Then you bring in Chandler Jones. So, look, when you've got four really good quarterbacks, you got to get pressure on the quarterback. And you've seen all these teams get aggressive with the pass rushers. Well, and the Chargers added Khalil Mack. And uh, there's going to be more big-time moves to be made. But the AFC West is going to be really interesting. All right, so our buddy Chuck Esposito, the sportsbook director at Red Rock, put up these props, and he put them up yesterday. Russell Wilson of the Broncos, regular season TD passes in 2022. Russell Wilson, 36-and-a-half, over under minus 115. Tom Brady of the Bucks, over under minus 115 at 41-and-a-half. So Brady, 41-and-a-half. Wilson, 36-and-a-half. Wes, anything you see there, Brady off – a season where he put up MVP type of numbers. Yeah, and and I don't really want to bet an under because I think look because he was still putting up numbers yeah. at 44 years old. So it's like okay, when's Father Time going to catch up? Well, it hasn't with Tom Brady. <laughs> so I definitely don't want to play an under. Not necessarily endorsing an over either. But Denver kind of interesting because I want to see what Nathaniel Hackett is going to do. He's the new head coach out there in Denver. This has been a defense first team. This is probably the best defense still in the AFC West, but Russell Wilson, actually, I think he's got some weapons, though, on that team. That Denver, you know, they Denver just didn't have the quarterback to get the ball to the guys like Patrick right, and right. Sutton and those guys. We know the Denver Broncos always run the football well. They've been doing that for forever, all the way back to Dan Reeves, so I lean a little bit over with Russell Wilson, but I have not bet that. Uh, Tom Brady had 43 TD passes last season, 12 picks. He played all 17 games, so he's back with the Bucs, and Chris Godwin has been re-signed. Yeah, and the linemen are coming back. I yep. believe Ryan Jensen re-signed. So all these guys, because I think Tampa Bay had, I think the number was around 23 unrestricted free agents, because those guys came back to run it back one more time and see if they could repeat as Super Bowl champions. And then Tom retired, and it's like Gronk you know, retires, and I think Gronk probably stays retired. But I think a lot of these guys are going to try to come back. I wouldn't be surprised if Gronk comes back. You never know. You never know. With uh, Gronk. Okay, one more prop hot off the press here from Chuck Esposito at the Red Rock Sportsbook. We're going to talk about uh, Devontae Adams, regular season TD catches in 2022 for the Raiders. Devontae Adams totaled nine and a half over minus 130, Wes. Oof. Yeah, Highest paid receiver in there. Think yeah. about all those weapons in that offense. Yeah. Yeah, because, uh, look, Darren Waller, you can't forget about him. Even though Gruden's not here anymore, he's going to be regularly targeted. So, uh, yeah, uh, I don't know if I really want to lay that big with the over because the Raiders, I think, do have a lot of ways to beat you offensively. Uh, you said it. you got tight end Darren Waller. you got Hunter Renfro as a slot receiver. Right. you got some other weapons Edwards. out there as well. Uh, Jason Locke and Fora of CBS Sports had an interesting take on uh, the Raiders. We'll mention that. We, we'll talk more NFL and uh, March Madness with Chris Andrews the South Point Sportsbook Director when we come back in a couple minutes.
This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. Wendy's and Adult Swim's Rick and Morty are teaming up to invite Las Vegas locals and basketball fans to get swifty at the first ever Monty's, more excuse me, Morty's Mayhem pop-up located at Resorts World's East Garden Plaza. The immersive experience brings the show off the screen and onto the strip with never-before-seen animations of Wendy's breakfast characters in the Rick and Morty universe and the return of the elusive Pickle Rick, Pickle Frosty. Boom, big reveal. While in the alternate universe, fans can also play a life-size game of Plinko, score exclusive swag, and try items from Wendy's delicious menu lineup. Check out Wendy's Morty's Mayhem at Resorts World right here in Las Vegas. That that life-size game of Plinko might be entertaining. Of course, that is the GOAT game of all time on The Price is Right. That sounds like something that would appeal to you from The Price is Right. <laughs> uh, I actually am more interested in Wendy's breakfast. I, I had the breakfast Baconator yesterday. What's your review of it? Oh, it's outstanding. I've said this for a year, Wes. I go to Wendy's often for breakfast. That's uh, you've never had the breakfast. Bacon I have dinner? never had Wendy's. You got to get your butt out of bed and get to Wendy's and get to breakfast, man. All right. So Chris Andrews is going to join us here at some point. We think let's talk about the Raiders and the acquisition of Devontae Adams, the trade uh, from Green Bay to Las Vegas. Uh, Jason Lockamfora of CBSSports.com said this quote. The Raiders may have the best group of skill players in the NFL. Derek Carr is still the fourth-best quarterback in this division, but there is no shame in that, and he has the ability to spray the ball all over now. If you can find early odds on Josh McDaniels as coach of the year, I might lay a few bucks. And that's Jason Locke of CBSSports.com. What do you think of that, Wes? That's a... That's actually a bold statement. Best group of skill players in the NFL. Look, do you think Derek Carr is the fourth best quarterback in the NFL? I I don't know if I want to be a prisoner of the moment here and say that about the Raiders. Look, I think that this obviously puts them in the mix, basically, in the AFC West. But I don't want to say convincingly that, oh, best group of skill position. Because, look, uh, Kansas City Chiefs got a pretty good group in in their own right. And uh, really a lot of other teams, uh, especially in that loaded AFC, Buffalo Bills, Last I checked, pretty good. So, might be a little bit of a bold statement there by uh, Jason. Okay, so Devontae Adams prop at the uh, Red Rock Sportsbook for TD catches in the 2022 regular season is nine and a half. He had 11 TD catches last season for the Packers in 16 games, 123 catches, 1,553 yards, 11 TDs. He was Aaron Rodgers' go-to guy. Mm-hmm. How much does it surprise you that Rodgers is going to re-sign with the Packers for a big deal? And he did it assuming that he knew D- Devontae Adams wanted out. And I have uh, wanted to, to think, play with Derek Carr in Vegas. I have to think that eventually this he got word that, okay, maybe Devontae kind of wants to move on here because it was reported, actually, I believe a week ago. If you follow some of the, like, uh, the Vegas Twitter folks, like Las Vegas locally or Vital Vegas, they had said Devontae Adams bought a house out here. Uh, I, I saw a photo of the week. house. Have you seen it? Yeah. It's even a little bit nicer than your house. Yeah, was, just uh, just a little bit, uh, just a little bit above, uh, just a couple million above, twelve million dollar home right. for Devontae Adams. It's got a nice pool. Looks like you have about ten bedrooms. Just a little bit nicer than your house and my house. How about the trade, a first round pick and a second round pick this year for Devontae Adams? Are you okay with that? Because I think initially when trades like this are made, fans. Uh, the media who cover the team are excited. They love mm-hmm. it. They don't care about trading draft picks mm-hmm. for stars. They love right. to have the stars. 
I said a couple of years ago when the Raiders traded Khalil Mack to the Bears, I said this is a bad deal for the Bears, even though everyone right. in Chicago at the time was going berserk. I said, Khalil Mack is showing up. He just wants a payday. Well, what that's do they say? A bird in the hand is worth more than two in the bush, and that's how the fans, <laughs> I think, kind right, of think right. about these trades. Uh, for the uh, Watson terms, by the way, while Chris joins us, uh, Browns give up three first-rounders, a third and a fourth, and get back a fifth. This from Mary Kay Cabot of the Cleveland Plain Dealer. The corrected trade terms for Deshaun Watson, they give up a, uh, three first-rounders, a third and a fourth, okay. and they get back a fifth. Well, if they got back a fifth, then that makes it much better. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say they gave away too much, but if you get back a fifth-round draft pick, that makes everything Yeah, okay. there you go. All that right. was the clincher. Chris Andrews joins us now, South Point Sportsbook Director. Chris, it's been a uh, crazy offseason in the NFL quarterback movement. we got Russell <laughs> Wilson to the Broncos, Deshaun Watson to the Browns, Baker Mayfield's going to be on the move somewhere, Devontae Adams to the Raiders. Um Tom Brady comes out of retirement. You and I talked about that a week ago. Yeah. Somebody showed up at South Point, some other books in town, betting futures on the Buccaneers. What do you adjust with the Cleveland Browns with uh, Deshaun Watson going from Houston to Cleveland? Oh, well, I did make them 25 to 1. I think we had them 50, I want to say, something like that, with the 25. I love their roster. It's a great roster. You know, they've just have had trouble filling that one hole that happens to be the quarterback, mm-hmm. you know, although I, I think Mayfield played well a couple years back, and he's played injured last couple years. I think he's got a little bit of a bad rap, but, I mean, a lot of that is on him as well. Uh, I tweeted out, this is the mature quarterback, the adult in the room that the yeah. Browns have been looking for. They got Deshaun Watson. I don't know about that. But they do have a great lineup. And if he goes back to playing the way he was two years ago, mm-hmm. you know, he's, he's a hell of a quarterback. There's no doubt about it. But they gave up an awful lot to get this guy. But, you know, we were laughing back there. How many steam teams have we had mm-hmm. for the Super Bowl? The Packers, just for standing pat. You know, the Raiders and uh, for getting Adams. Uh, we got steam yesterday on New Orleans and Atlanta in anticipation of them getting Watson. Um, Denver getting uh, Wilson. Uh, Brady, of course, coming back to Tampa Bay. Right. So we, we, we've been getting steamed on a bunch of different teams. Well, you can unsteam the Falcons great. now. Yeah, well, yeah, right. Yeah. I think we can unsteam them, and I think you can probably unsteam the uh, the Saints too. Because I was going to ask, what are the drifters now? What are the guys going up in the market? Because we kind of saw that with Denver once the Rodgers news happened, and I was yeah. like, maybe a buy on the dip here. This is still a pretty good defense. They're going to have some kind of upgrade at quarterback in Denver with the new coach and new ownership. And it was twenty-five to one, and then all of a sudden the Wilson news happened. It gets cut to like twelve to one or somewhere in the low teams. Yeah. Who are the teams? I think kinda... we're still twenty. Well, I raised your team, the yeah. Colts. I raised them up. I mean, it's probably they, a good idea with Sam Ellinger being the current well, starting quarterback. Well, that's the current quarterback. We'll see. <laughs> I mean, you got to figure they're going to make some kind of move. Uh, you know, I, I don't know what's going to happen to Matt Ryan. If he goes to a legitimate team, I think that's uh, that would be a that's, good upgrade. That's a good point. You know, too, because I, and now, I have the Colts, I've heard yeah. that, not from anybody on the Colts naturally, but I've heard that being mentioned. He'd be a hell of a quarterback for that team because well, they're poised to win. That's mm-hmm. who I would want. I would want a veteran guy that's had some success uh, as a Colts partisan and fan. But now Atlanta not getting Watson, you know, they were openly courting him. Now it's got like, well, Matt, we really always wanted you. It was always yeah. you, Matt, to come back, and he might tell them to go kick rocks. He's been such a good soldier for that whole team, that whole community for a long time. He may not do that, but somewhere in your heart, you got, you know, it's, uh, I mean, as your wife says, yeah, I don't have a 
talking to this old boyfriend of mine. <laughs> but I'm back with you, sweetheart. All right. So what's the uh, the biggest adjustments you've made in terms of uh, – I mean, is, they're not really big adjustments, but uh, the, the moves you've made on the futures board with uh, Russell Wilson and the Broncos, Deshaun Watson, the Browns, Brady coming back, uh, and the Raiders – are you actually getting some Raiders futures action? You know, we, we've had Raiders futures action, and I actually like some of the moves the Raiders made. Yeah. I think they've they, they made some smart things. I mean, the biggest adjustment was Brady. I mean, we had it fifty to one when he was not when we were looking at Blaine Gabbard or somebody like that was going to be their quarterback. Now, you know, and you know, it, it was in the papers and all that. We got steamed pretty good on them, so we're down to I think eight to one right now. Um, you know, so we've had a lot of money there, but uh, you know the other two that you mentioned, Denver and Cleveland. I mean, we got money on them. You know, guys bet us. You know, right now we saw the Cleveland money coming in on the on the phone accounts, and and all of a sudden, you know, Lou <laughs> Lou Vargas there, boy, something's going on with the Browns. And then we go to because we're watching basketball at the time. Then we right. go check Twitter, and of course now the rumors are out that uh, Adam Schefter announced that it looked like the Browns are going to sign uh, or trade for uh, Watson. Right. And maybe people have a little bit too high of expectations for Watson. He hadn't played football in over a year. Almost. What did Houston do with them when they had him? They won four games. Yeah. I mean, let's not go crazy here. Right. Okay, Chris Andrews, South Point Sportsbook Director here. Wes Reynolds at the desk, too. It's The Edge on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Let's talk March Madness. And uh, Ella, how about this USC team? Comes out of the second half, Wes. You and I were just talking about making a second half bet mm-hmm. on the Trojans minus four. They come out with a 12-2 run to open the second half. Uh, Chris, any games that you took a lot of play on this morning or games in progress right now? We've got uh, Alabama and Notre Dame, and we're about to tip off. And we just did tip off in uh, Texas, Virginia Tech. You know, I know a lot of guys had money on Texas. We had money on Virginia Tech. I saw them even go to two in one spot here. But we've been holding at one pretty much the whole time and just waiting to get a bet on Texas. Never really had it. So right now I need Texas. Um, You know, it's funny. Even yesterday we had a real good day, but the favorites were nine and seven. You know, I mean, and so far the favorites have been covering this morning. But we're in great shape. So we've had a lot of money on the dogs. Um Everything's really well balanced. We, uh, I'm not sweating anything, you know, particularly bad. You know, of course, the Kentucky game was great yesterday. We had a lot of money line play. We take some big money line parlays here, and uh, we had we had a couple big ones with Kentucky. Well, I'm sure people look at that. The 215 Kentucky. No way Kentucky could lose to St. Peter's. That's a free one. Let's just throw free money. Money line. Free money. Uh, didn't work out that way. Did not. It did not. That was that was one of the better ones for us. Last 10 seconds. Any big game for you tonight? Right now. Nothing crazy. Nothing jumping on. No, no, nothing really. Real good action. All right, thanks for stopping by. Chris Andrews back in a minute here on The Edge. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is is uncanny usa 
he says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. Zen Nicotine Pouch is a fresh way to enjoy nicotine. Nicotine pouches are smoke-free and spit-free and are made with food-grade ingredients. Simply open the child-resistant lid and place the pouch between your upper lip and gum for up to one hour of real nicotine satisfaction. Zen is available in 10 varieties and two strengths. Three milligrams for fresh nicotine satisfaction and six milligrams for even more Nicotine enjoyment, simple and discreet. You can enjoy Zen anywhere, anytime. Find your freedom, find your satisfaction, find your Zen. That's Zen.com, Z-Y-N.com to learn more and to find Zen nicotine pouches near you. Zen nicotine pouches are only for adults 21 and older who currently currently use tobacco or nicotine. Warning, this product contains nicotine and nicotine is an addictive chemical. Wes, have you tried the Zen nicotine pouches yet? I have not. Really? What's taking you so long? <laughs> Matt, you're, uh, you're uh, revealing my secret that I'm a smoker. I don't want our audience to know that I smoke, not that they won't see me outside the studio ever having one. You're going to have to, if you bet on uh, Miami or Texas, you should probably want to step out and have a smoke right now. Yeah, uh, USC, and maybe a nice stiff drink, too. Yeah, USC's on a 17-2 to run to open the second half. The Miami Hurricanes are just uh, god-awful on the offensive end right now. Not getting any stops either. And Texas has not scored a point four and a half minutes into the game against Virginia Tech. Uh, best bets recap uh, from last night. Uh, three and three yesterday. Winners with Michigan, Murray State, and Vermont. 
Vermont got in there plus five. They did get in there late. But I'll tell you what, Vermont, it was a two-point game, and it looked like the ball went off uh, Note of Arkansas mm-hmm. and out of bounds, and uh, Vermont was going to have the ball, maybe right. a shot to win that game. After a lengthy replay w- review, they determined the ball scraped the backhand yeah. of the Vermont player and gave the ball to Arkansas, two free throws and a four-point win. Uh, losses yesterday in Boise, Longwood, and South Dakota State. And uh, we move forward to today. Off to a poor start today with Loyola. I really didn't like that Ramblers play that much, but I went ahead and uh, took a shot, and it was an air ball with the Ramblers. Uh, so it was a uh, loser. Also, Montana State plus 15.5 had no chance. I've got Texas here in a pick against Virginia Tech tonight. Davidson plus two against Michigan State. Chattanooga. Uh, plus seven and a half. I grabbed eight in that game against Illinois and uh, Iowa State plus four against LSU. It's going to be interesting to see how the Cyclones respond to their coach being fired mm-hmm. uh, last weekend. Uh, what are you on tonight, Wes, in terms of uh, your best bets? Yeah, uh, what I got, and we do match up on on a couple here. We match up on Davidson, uh, plus two. I graded at plus two, minus $1.20. There were some one-and-a-halves out there this morning when I sent him in. Bet two earlier in the week. Look, uh, Bob McKillop, I think, is going to give Michigan State some fits because if you watch Michigan State, this team really can't guard on the ball very well in terms of ball screens. And Davidson, Bob McKillop's going to run all kind of motion, all kind of stagger screen. Uh, backdoor cuts. He runs pretty much everything. Really good offensive coach. So Davidson plus two. I'm with you on Texas. By the way, Texas is on the board finally after five minutes into the game. Six to two currently Virginia Tech. So we're on that together. <laughs> Texas has missed five layups. Already, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Texas is very offensively challenged. I said they win with their defense yeah. and they're not winning with it right now. They're staying in the game though. But Duke, I did lay. I don't like to lay the big favorites. It did work out with Purdue earlier today. But 18 and a half over Fullerton. I think this is just they're gonna they're gonna slam these it guys. Be a get right game for the Blue absolutely, Devils. And, uh, absolutely, absolutely. Duke's got five players projected to be first round draft picks. Fullerton has no pros. They have EJ Anasicki, right. a Tennessee transfer, but he's gonna be uh, if, dwarfed by that. If Duke, Duke can play like any defense at all, which they didn't really play much right. of in the ACC tournament, they didn't look good in any of their wins, and especially in their loss against Virginia Tech. So Duke minus eighteen half. Colgate plus eight against Wisconsin. Remember Colgate was kind of like the trendy underdog pick last year. Oh, yeah against Arkansas, and that was just a bad matchup because Arkansas just lays over them athletically. You got a bunch of well, long You dudes. know, Art Colgate had a 14-point lead in that game. Then the Razorbacks put on right. the pressure and right. completely flipped the game. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, the athleticism, I think, uh, bared out in that game. I don't think that Wisconsin's exactly, not that they're not athletic, but they're not going to just run over you athletically necessarily. So I think Colgate can stay in this game. Uh, Badgers could be on upset alert and also TCU against Seton Hall. Seton Hall is getting really banged up. And like I said about these big 12 teams, when they get out of the conference, when TCU doesn't have to play Texas and Kansas and Baylor and Texas Tech, even though Seton Hall, not a bad defensive club, but very shorthanded, especially down low, TCU really can't get to the rims on those big 12 teams and that's what I think Jamie Dixon and his guys want to do. They'll be able to do it tonight so plus two minus a buck 20 on the Horn Frogs. I have to add one best bet on there and that's uh, Colgate plus eight because I talked about this mo- that this uh, morning with Mitch and Paul. I added that as a uh, best bet so that's going to be on the record for this show too and Johnny Davis not fully healthy for the Badgers. Yeah. Shot three for 19 in the Big Ten tournament. Yeah. But uh, this is one game where I, I think the Badgers, if they advance, Wes, they're going to have to really sweat this one out against a good Colgate Raiders team that shoots 
uh, 39% as a team from three. Because if you look at Wisconsin's numbers, I mean, they're not a bad team, but they're usually way up there in defense. You know, still decent ratings, but not that great. Really what they do the best of is that they don't turn the basketball over. They're the second best in the country, only 12.7% on turnovers. So this is not a team that beats themselves, but this is not a team that overwhelms you athletically, especially down low. All right, get everything you need to bet the madness this year with 24-7 streaming daily best bet emails and our tournament betting guide, including advice, data, and strategy for only $19, whether you're filling out a bracket, hopefully your bracket's not busted, or betting against the spread. <laughs> our team is here to get you ready for every game and every round of the tournament. Get analysis from our experts, including Wes Reynolds, JVT, Tim Murray. How about Jeff Parles, Adam Burke, Greg Hoops, Peterson, and more. They have insights on every team, conference, and player to watch. Sign up today, get the betting guide, plus full access to VSIN through the end of the tournament, April 5th, for only $19. VSIN.com slash madness, VSIN.com slash madness. Go to VSIN.com today for uh, the column we have up on best bets for every game in the tournament that's going to be updated every day throughout the tournament, Wes. Let's update some scores right now. Virginia Tech on top of Texas, 10 to 7. So the Longhorns have found a way to make a layup. They're finally on the board. Notre Dame on top of uh, Alabama, 21 to 19, eight minutes to go in the first half in that one. And uh, USC and Miami, Trojans now lead 40 to 39 after trailing by 11 at halftime. I'm glad we put in that second half bet on yes. USC. Yes, uh, it's working out very well. What's not working out very well is what I'm on with uh, Delaware. Going to take an L here, it looks like, as uh, Jameer Nelson Jr. goes out of the game, father in the stands. Delaware kind of looked like, okay, maybe they can hang around. This was like at about the five-minute mark. They were down 15. I'm taking 15 and a half. They are down 20. So still not out of the question, but Delaware are pretty much calling off the dogs. Martin Inglesby removing the starters. 226 left to go. We'll see what happens because sometimes you get some covers late in the game because everybody pulls the starters and mm -hmm. whatnot. So uh, not dead yet, but on life support are the Blue Hens. Okay, we open this show, the least basketball part, talking about the Big Ten being 2-0 today. Is Illinois a regular season co-champ uh, on upset alert against Chattanooga? I took eight with the mocks, and uh, this is a 27-win team that I think uh, matches up pretty well against the fighting line. A lot's going to depend on the streaky shooters, Trent mm -hmm. Frazier and Alfonso Plummer for the Illini. Did you, you did did you play the dog here? I not? have not have as not? of yet. I'm uh, determining what I want to do here. And look, the, there's not a lot of 13 seeds suit too. The Mock's a very good club that has a high major big guy like Silvio De Souza, who of course played mm -hmm. for the Kansas Jayhawks for a couple years. So you've got senior guards, uh, Gene Baptiste, who hit that game winner against Furman in the SoCon championship game. And Lamont Paris is well versed in terms of preparing for Big Ten teams. Remember, he was an assistant under Bo Ryan at Wisconsin. So I don't know if they're going to necessarily where the moment's going to be too big for him. Sometimes you see that in these games but Illinois just the way they ended against Indiana maybe that was a good thing for them in terms of getting eliminated that early from the tournament because they were doing very well but we know what we're going to get out of Coburn but the guys like Plummer and Frazier and also the kid Coleman Hawkins who yeah. actually made a ton of shots against Indiana in that Big Ten tournament and then Curbelo is always the X factor uh, can make some big plays but can make some head scratching turnovers. <laughs> yes he can. That's an understatement. All right, last game to wrap it up here in uh, the final minute. LSU and Iowa State. You don't see this too often where a coach gets fired before the NCAA tournament, but Will Wade's out, 
And uh, how do you think the Tigers respond here? Can you take th- can you take three and a half or four? Actually, you would take four with Iowa State. You can lay three and a half with LSU at some spots. I lean LSU here, perhaps even on the money line. Kevin Nickelberry, by the way, going to take over for Will Wade. And the he players the do like him. Coach. They do. Yeah. And uh, Nickelberry was a guy, you know, that probably helped recruit some of these guys to this program. So you got to think maybe it's, okay, win one for the coach. You know, I don't know if this is like a Mike Davis situation in Indiana where it's like, we're going to play hard because we want this coach to get the full-time gig. And I don't know if that's mm-hmm. in the cards down there in Baton Rouge. But I would certainly lean that way. I feel like Iowa State like peaked early in the season and they've just kind of been meh ever since. Maybe they come out for this one, but I would lean Tigers. All right, that's Wes Reynolds. Thanks for jumping in for JVT today. Good to be with you. All right, uh, Wes Reynolds and um, JVT is going to be back on Monday out of town for the weekend. Thanks to uh, Chris Andrews, South Point Sportsbook Director, for stopping by. Wes, let's go out and watch some games, grab something to eat, and maybe... Uh... At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.